Welcome to the Curator's Salon podcast. My name is Gita Joshi and my guest today is the head curator at Saatchi Art, Rebecca Wilson. Welcome, Rebecca. Thank you so much. Great to be here. Saatchi Art is one of the world's largest online galleries and Rebecca, I wanted you to come on and talk about both the work you do but also um, how Saatchi Art operates. I know it started several years ago as a more of a portfolio platform and it's evolved into something else now. Can you take us through that? Yeah, definitely. Um, so um, my background is that I used to work at the Saatchi Gallery in London. Um, I was one of the directors there for, for seven years. And in 2007, so we're going back a little bit now, we uh, were sort of brainstorming in the gallery in London, trying to think of ways that we could really do something different in the art world that would dramatically uh, increase opportunities for artists and help them to show their works to a much, much wider a range of people um, and also to offer something beyond the sort of traditional brick and mortar gallery system. And so we decided that we ought to really start to think about the potential of the internet. And obviously it was working with music and the design world was beginning to embrace the internet, but it hadn't yet happened in the art world. So we decided we would uh, do something online and we started out um, just really as a kind of MySpace, if anyone can remember what that was, um, a sort of MySpace for artists so that you could have a portfolio of your work, um, which was under the kind of um, umbrella heading, if you like, of the Saatchi Gallery in London. And we really did it in a fairly kind of shoestring kind of way. We didn't do any PR. There was no marketing. It was just a couple of engineers and then um, the small team in the gallery um, getting excited about it. And then before we knew it, we had something like 10,000 artists who'd made portfolios portfolios. So it really seemed that there there was uh, a demand for it. And um, at that stage, we weren't selling works for artists. But um, it became quickly apparent that this was actually something we probably should consider doing. And so what happened was in 2010, um, uh, we broke it off as a separate company, because the Saatchi Gallery, as many artists will know, is a uh, really a vehicle for Charles Saatchi's personal collection. And it sort of functions more as a museum hosting exhibitions, either from his collection or elsewhere. So um, Saatchi Art, as it's now called, um, became a separate company. And we began to really properly think about selling works for artists. And that's what we, you know, we now do. And we've been doing it. Um, if we start from sort of 2010, it will be 10 years next year, uh, which is pretty amazing. We started, as I say, with sort of three people in the in London and it grew to sort of five in Los Angeles and we're now 35 people here in, in the US. So you moved with Saatchi Art when it became a spin-off company of its own. What do you do? What does your work as head curator there involve? Um, well, what we really wanted to do right from the beginning is to combine all of the sort of best things about um, the kind of representation that you would get at a brick and mortar gallery. So really fantastic curation, attention to your work, uh, thoughtfulness about how um, it ought to be presented, um, connecting artists with a network of um, uh, potential collectors, but also other curators, um, giving them 
all kinds of opportunities. And then, you know, combining that with the internet um, to offer this incredible kind of global reach, which we're able to do. So what that means for my role, um, and I have eight curators who work with me here. Um, and what I do is uh, I look at every single work that um, artists submit every day. And I think that's really important to stress because sometimes I feel that, you know, obviously we are an online gallery and uh, we're big. We, we represent a lot of artists. And I think sometimes the, the feeling is that perhaps you just sort of upload something and it, it lands into a big ocean and doesn't really get attention. Um, and that's very, very much not the case. Um, we look at absolutely everything. And um, then with the team of curators here, uh, we're very conscious um, about how to best present artists' works to potential collectors. And one of the ways that we can do that is to group works. Um, we sort of call them weekly collections that we do. So we make those collections, um, maybe sort of 50 works, um, based around themes and prices and um, other factors like that. And um, we, we then um, you know, present them on our website, but also we have a really, really significant marketing and PR machine uh, which is part of Saatchi Art. So, for example, you know, we send all of that, those collections out to potential collectors through emails several times a week and also through all of our social media channels. And we have um, over 1 million followers um, across all of our social media. So the reach is really, really extensive. And we do this every week. Um, we have an, a very, very comprehensive, detailed um, editorial calendar where we're thinking about um, the ways that we can show whatever kind of work you're making as an artist to feel that your work is being represented. And even if your work is not in that specific collection, what we know from all the data that we gather is that collection is a great springboard for collectors to go off and start exploring on their own and finding other works that are similar but that we haven't specifically featured. Alongside marketing the online platform, I know there's a lot of uh, projects that you guys also deliver um, artwork for. Can you talk a bit more about that? Yeah, um, we're. I mean, what, one of the things that we we really love doing is is to to sort of think a bit outside the box and try to find all sorts of different ways that um, can bring artists exposure to their work. So, you know, whether it's pop-up shows or uh, we actually run an art fair, which we can get on to discussing. Um, but over the last few years, we've put a lot of effort into working with designers and architects on hotels, um, restaurants, uh, corporate offices, um, apartment uh, complexes, um, airports, all sorts of really amazing things. And um, what that means is that as an artist, you could find that your work has been selected to be in 400 guest rooms at a Nobu hotel, let's say, which would be um, a pretty prestigious thing to add to your resume, your CV. Um, or it could be that we um, invite you to make a, a new installation um, for um, a, a big lobby in a hotel or you know, we're working on a, a new airport uh, project at the moment. Um, we've also recently just done a fantastic cruise ship that's going to be sailing around the Galapagos. So there are all these other opportunities. And um, you know, when, when we start working with a designer on a project like that, very often there is something specific that it that 
fits with the project. It's not just a sort of random selection. Um, so we make very, very careful selections, looking through all the artists that we can online in, in, on the gallery website um, and selecting specific works that we think would really be good for that project. So that's a very, very um, detailed research job on our part and good for artists to know that their works are really being kind of looked at in that way. Um, and also another thing that we, we offer here, which is pretty unusual, uh, we offer a complimentary art advisory service. And uh, as many artists will probably know, uh, it usually um, it's only kind of collectors with really deep pockets who can afford to have an art consultant working for them. Uh, the fees are usually very, very high. Um, so it can put off a lot of people. Um, and what we are all about is not putting off people. We want to welcome in people to the art world. And for many new collectors, um, it can be a little daunting. So we decided to offer this complimentary art advisory service where you can work one-on-one. -on -one. Um, you're assigned a curator and you don't have to pay anything, obviously. Um, but we will discuss with you exactly what you're looking for. Um, and it's important to mention this because it's just another way that um, we sort of identify specific works by specific artists. And we might only show them 25 works, let's say. Um, so you're really getting, as an artist, you're getting a lot of attention through that opportunity as well. And you're also involved with the other art fair. How did those two entities merge and what, what's your involvement with the selection for the other art fair? Yeah, so the other art fair um, was founded by Ryan Stania in London. And so I knew him when I worked at the Saatchi Gallery and we'd always wanted to try and find a way to work together because um, the mission of the other art fair is really to support emerging artists as much as possible and find a way to um, let more emerging artists show their work um, to interested people. And um, Crucially, the other art fair is, is a fair for artists. It's not a fair for galleries. So as an artist, you don't have to wait for a gallery to discover your work and then take you to an art fair. You can be proactive and take your destiny into your own hands um, and you can apply for the fair. Um, it's now taking place 12 times a year, um, various cities in the US, Australia, and of course in London. Um, and it's a really, really fantastic uh, experience for both artists who are able to come out of their studios and actually meet people who want to learn about their work. Um, and the flip side of that is that for collectors and also a lot of designers go too, um, they uh, get to actually meet artists. And, you know, we're probably lucky enough, um, some of us listening to this, to, to you know, go to artist studios. Um, but I think for a lot of people, that's not an experience that they would have access to. So coming to the art fair, um, the other art fair and actually meeting the person who made the work um, is really great because there's all sorts of additional connections that can be made. You know, you, you really love the work, but then you start talking to the artists and maybe there's something about their background, where they went to art school, where they live, some sort of other connections come about that make the whole experience have much, much deeper meaning. Um, and for each art fair, um, in different cities, we have a team of judges, um, and most of whom are local on the ground um, and know the market very well. And, um, and then I'm lucky enough to be one of them too. So I have this great um, privilege of looking at artworks that are submitted from all over the world. And it really is very, very international. Um, obviously, 
you know, we have a lot of artists, let's say, at the fairs in Chicago. There's such a big community of artists there. We get a lot of artists who do apply from Chicago. But, you know, at the same time, we get people flying in from Japan and the UK and Europe. Um, so it's a very, very exciting synergy for us um, at Saatchi Art to be working with the other art fair and sharing this very important mission to support emerging artists as much as we can all over the world. It's amazing. I've actually met quite a lot of artists who uh, traded at the other art fair and oftentimes it's their first sort of in-person experience really, you know, maybe they're sort of working from home so they don't do open studios. But I think that also the experience that they get from that, such as talking to, you know, people that are interested in their work, that's always so um, energizing for them. I think so, yeah. I mean, I think to start with, some artists find it a little nerve-wracking um, because, as you say, a lot of artists are not used to having that kind of interaction. But once they get going, and, um, you know, so often I was just in the fair in Brooklyn, in fact, um, and, you know, many artists would say, you know, it's just amazing to have this kind of instant feedback on your work. And, you know, they might just have finished a piece to bring to the fair and then it sells on the first night. And, um, you know, I think sometimes uh, it it can be a little bit difficult sort of talking about the commercial financial side of, of being an artist. And, um, but it's really important to recognize that, you know, we need to find ways to enable artists to make a living from what they're doing. Um, and that involves, you know, the being at the coalface of actually selling work. And, uh, you know, we do it all the time as a sort of intermediary gallery for artists, but I think it's really fantastic to, that the, the forum of the, the other art fair is, is working in that way too. And artists can actually see, you know, how capable we are of bringing in a significant audience for their work. And these are people who do actually want to, to spend money and make purchases. And um, that's so incredibly important for artists to continue doing what they're doing. Amazing. One of the questions that came through when I asked my audience what they would like me to ask you was, what are people that are selling regularly on Saatchi Art doing that others can learn from? Um, okay, that's a, a great question. Um, so yeah, I think there are things that you can do. One is, um, as with so many things in life, the more you put into it, the more you're likely to get out of it. So I think if you create a really good portfolio and, you know, Many artists have their own websites, but um, uh, think of this as being as important as your own website if you have one, or if you don't have a website, then really use this to showcase your work and everything about you in as detailed a way as you can. So um, make sure that the works are really, really well photographed. I would make sure that everything has a price on if it's for sale. You're much, much more likely um, to get interest in your work if works are priced. Um, you know, it's not like walking into a gallery and nothing has a price on it and people are too nervous about asking. We're, we're trying to do something that's the opposite of that. So being transparent and upfront about pricing is really valuable. Um, I also think that uh, uh, having information about you is really critical. Some artists, they add their works, but they don't say anything about themselves. So you don't know where they come from. You don't know, did they go to art school? Have they done exhibitions? What kind of um, history do they have of fairs or residencies or are they self-taught these are all really powerful meaningful things that someone can connect with and I think people are not so likely to buy something without knowing anything about the artist so putting that information is really important um, and then I think um, you have to think about 
being part of an online gallery in a different way in terms of the sort of pacing and timing of how things operate. You know, if you're with a brick and mortar gallery, you might be having a, a solo show, let's say, every two years. Um, it's really different with an online gallery. So I think if you are um, more active in terms of, let's say, every few months, you add a few new works, that can be really helpful because not only do the curators here then see those works and, you know, we've all got incredibly good visual memories and we're making notes all the time about artists and putting them into kind of collections for specific purposes and projects. Um, but So we keep on seeing that. And then the other thing is that um, if you are being followed by somebody who's interested in your work on our site and you add a new work, then we immediately notify them. So it really increases your chances of visibility and of sales if you add new works um, every few months. So those are some of the things I would really focus on. And one last thing, um, I would try to have a range of um, works in different sizes and in different prices because um, you know somebody might really love your work and you've got a beautiful um, very large scale painting but somebody just doesn't have either the budget or the space for it but if you have a smaller work that's similar then they might so I think a range of sizes and prices is also really valuable Amazing advice thank you so much Rebecca where can people follow you online? Um, well, of course, you can come to our website and then also Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We're very, very active every day. Uh, new posts going on to all of our social media channels. And we do actually give a lot of advice on those channels and lots of sort of how-tos and tips and things like that. So it could be really, really um, helpful, I think, to follow all of those channels as an artist. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. I will add all of those links into the show notes. And if you've enjoyed this episode, please do rate and review. It does help us get found by more followers. Thank you, Rebecca. Thank you so much. It was great to be with you. The Curator Salon hopes you enjoyed this production.